And now for something completely different, a chat with AI bot, Chat SWFC. Thinking historically, Chat SWFC, what is the probability of Sheffield Wednesday winning League One this season? As a language model, I can provide statistical information and data about the historical performance of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, as well as their current standing and recent results in League One. However, I cannot provide a precise probability of the team winning the League One championship this season. The outcome of a sporting competition can be influenced by many factors and variables, such as the form and performance of individual players, injuries, tactical decisions, and the performance of opposing teams. All of these factors can impact the final result and make it difficult to determine a precise probability of any one team winning the league championship. However, HMS Piss the League is setting sail. Two hundred plus episodes, probably at least a dozen opening jokes about how bad Wednesday play with a chance to go top of the league. But here we are, top of the league on the Owls of Aircast, Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. I'm your host in suburban Utah, Jeffrey Paternostro. Some might say it's a little too early to celebrate, given that it's still February. No need for a day of jubilee with Wednesday in first place. But I'm going to have a day of jubilee. This is the Cherries Jubilee, a barrel-aged imperial winter warmer from Deschutes Brewery in even Bend, Oregon. I don't think it's still something. I've had their stuff before. It's all very good. Um, it's the last of them. I got them around Christmas. Um, it's nice. It's The cherry and vanilla aren't overpowering. It's got a little heat on it. It's 9%, which is a lot, but I use a... I got on to do tomorrow. I use a nice, uh, nice, nice... Nice night of sleep, so. But before I get there, joining me to chat about Wednesday and Plymouth and that other match, too, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh, real quick, uh, do you know what Bend, Oregon is very famous for currently and what I always think of it as? Uh, no. The last, the last blockbuster... Oh, States. I did not know that. Yeah, um, that is the the last remaining blockbuster, which is great because at this point it's actually like a indie video store. Yeah, right? probably. Um, yeah, if it's still around, I am drinking. So I went. Uh, you'll be shocked to know I went looking for some stouts today, um, but I found uh, Night Shift Brewing, which I've talked about before on here, mm-hmm. in Everett, Mass. Uh, a place that I saw and I went to very early on when they first opened. Because uh, I was working in the area, uh, great spot. They make a ton of good beers now. They have their uh, peanut butter porter phone home. Yes, I've and have uh, you excellent? I've never had it before. Um, I like it quite a bit. I, I know sometimes uh, <clears throat> Tina, Andy, <clears throat> uh, people complain about uh, different tastes of. Porter, I will say it's a little I, too much peanut butter for me. Jess likes it a lot, but it's a little too much so peanut butter for me. It's. It's a little bit, but I, I do like the peanut butter sort of sweetness to mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, again, it's not these dark beers. I'm not I'm not going to drink three of them, but sure. um, I may or may not have had a little tequila, too. But we're asking what I'm drinking for the pod. The, the classic and that's what it uh, is. agave and peanut butter combination, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I used to get shit for uh, eating an apple while drinking coffee. So mm-hmm. maybe I just have strange tastes. Almost as classic a combination as a Plymouth <laughs> match in the league and a Fleetwood Cup match. Two great tastes that take great together. We'll spend most of the time on the former, but we will review both matches, cover the Wednesday news, and preview Ipswich and Morecambe in the league. We will start with Plymouth Argyle. Uh, one asterisk nil win <laughs> over... Uh, yeah. Over the league leaders, who are no longer the league leaders. Uh, my first talking point is really when the lineup came out, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, they're playing Cal Patterson at right wing back again. And obviously, Femmo went off with the uh, injury uh, the previous week, so 
They were a little little short-staffed on the back line. Uh, they did bring Aiden Flint right in. But, you know, it's, they maybe tried to play a little, I don't know, sturdier is not even the word for it. But, you know, as it turned out, and Rob and John mentioned it on the broadcast several times, with Smith a little off on that side too, and Patterson off on the right, and pushed pretty far forward most of the time too. They were winning every ball in the air. Like they were able to, they didn't have to play out from the back. They would just Dawson would just kick it down the right hand side, and Patterson would win header after header against their, uh, I guess, the left side of that defense. And it really opened up some opportunities on them uh, early on. I think it led more or less directly to the throw in that led to the first goal too. And you know, mm-hmm. for you know, we kind of can get on Darren Moore as not maybe being the best tactical manager in this league, but he picked the right lineup for this match. He's been doing it a lot more recently, too. Yeah, um, yeah I was very confused uh, when I saw that lineup come out. I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking maybe it was Flint Mayorf in the middle with Johnson and Palmer, sort of a four at the back set up with uh, Patterson uh, all the way up front, Windass behind him and Smith. I, you know, looking for, I had no idea. Um, I was surprised to see how it ended up. Um, how it ended up playing out, but it was uh, it was an inspired it was an inspired choice, and uh, you know it certainly worked. There was some interesting, you know, if you look at some of the heat maps of players, uh, Liam Palmer covered every single inch of grass on that field as a left center back. Uh, Will Vox covered uh, the entire field as the you know protector of the back three, and he was absolutely immense. And then of course. Aiden Flint, uh, been seen him in two plus years. We just plugged him My in. My God, was, uh, just absolute so, stud. He's not going to replace Mark McGinnis, right? He's not. He's not as pacey. He's probably not. You probably don't want the ball at his feet. But every single, whether it was, you know, out from the keeper on a goal kick, and he's up towards the midfield or crosses into the box or any, like, whether it's. They, I mean, they tried to manhandle him, and he just—he would get a foot on it, he'd get a head on it, just absolutely towering headers, just the perfect uh, proper League One center back, just absolutely cleaning up anything that came near the box. And when uh, you look that, at that, it, that, that whole back line, the whole back line had a great game. Great, when you and when you look at it, like Plymouth, again, this is was a top of table team in the league, and. A team that scores, a a fair, they scare, score a fair amount of goals, and they did not really like. They had a couple nice shots from outside the box. They had the free kick in the first half. They were not able to really create anything inside the penalty area. Well, when I went sense. back and looked at um, you know heat maps, and I I rewatched uh, some of the highlights, and and you know kind of did a little bit of research into to what we did. What was really interesting to see was that we really shaded over to our right side of the defense. Our back three played a fairly high line, mm-hmm. uh, all things considered. I wouldn't maybe a, you know, higher than a, a mid block. But uh, on that side is uh, they had Finn Aziz and uh, by Mumba who destroy this league from the left side. And we just shaded everybody slightly over to the right. We had Patterson there being physical. Iorfa had the speed. Flint was there, and then Vox covered that, and Palmer was even willing to come over and help on that side. And those two who have beaten us previously and terrorized this league really didn't do much at all. Um, In fact, they had the uh, substitutions at the half, which uh, I don't think uh, he, Schumacher, expected to have to, to disrupt his offense, but they got nothing going. We were, and they had. We I think if you look at it, so they had like solid. something like sixty percent of the possession in this game. But fifty nine point three. Yeah. Good call, Jeff. Yeah, they they were knocking around at the back. Like it was, a lot of that was just them knocking around in the back. And you know, Wednesday would press when needed and put them under pressure. And look, I, I thought we pressed from the front very well. They were, and they were very we, like we it didn't it didn't to lead to around. mistakes per se, but it kept them kind of penned in for for large chunks of the game. And look, they could have even before they should have had a second goal. They could have had a second goal. You know, Flint got that chance in the box at the post and Mm. look it wasn't the most uh clinical offensive performance 
I've seen from them. But that's this not year. what that's not what we needed. That's not what they needed, right? right? They got yeah. the early goal. Uh, you no, know, nice finish by, by Patterson too. A little volley just to sort of oh the skill to, on that to uh, get it, knock it into the ground. It's almost like one of those like uh, header downs. He just uses foot instead, basically. Uh, but but you know, the, nice angle, the angle the tight angle the ball came angle, in yeah. from yeah. Um, actually, I, I wanted to talk about that briefly. The the coolest thing I thought about that, and it's not you know it's not one of those drawn up on the uh, training pitch per se, but. The, the recognition of Vox, Vox gets the throw in and starts to step back on a long throw, and Plymouth clearly expected that. Mm-hmm. So they threw everybody back, leaving Byers open, a simple one-two, and now Vox is in a great position for that cross, which he really rifled in there. Now it and took now all a of a sudden you, get, you, know, you, get, you start to maybe lose your man a little bit because you're waiting for the long throw. You just shift a little yeah, bit. Yeah, threw everything and off. Just created a little bit of space for him, yeah. Brilliant team play, uh, and again... Uh, you know, honestly, if that ball comes from the opposite side, Patterson sort of turning into it mm-hmm. and could put a little more on it. The way it came, he had to almost like reach behind him. And yeah. like you said, it looked it looked like a you know a header where he sort of chops it short and it rolled in. But boy, and I tell you what, man, that uh, that set a massive crowd off. So That's if you haven't sure. watched the uh, the match day videos that they're doing for most of the home matches now. Uh, I recommended it for nothing else than the crowd reaction when that goal goes in. Oh, it's that it's roar, man. so loud. I had 33,000 people there. I think we got on them a little bit for not packing out Newcastle. And I know that's a little bit different because it's not a season ticket game and everything like that. So you've already got the baseline for for the crowd there. And Plymouth brought a, you know, I think sold out their allocation as well. So. Oh, they definitely did. And that's not a short trip for <laughs> them at all. So, no, so credit, there, credit yeah. to them. And, Man, I, I go ahead and just say yeah just the whole it was like it, it felt like i watched the game and just like it felt it felt like a game right it felt like a big yeah. game which you know when you're facing 17th what was it we had like 14th team that's like 14th in the table like three straight matches you get a lot of those and someone they're just like all right we gotta just uh, take care of business here but this one felt like okay let's let's see where we are now and i thought they were the better team really from the moment the whistle blew to the moment the last whistle blew oh clearly yeah I, I don't think there was any doubt and the the crowd was behind them the crowd was fabulous mm-hmm. and it's it's great i i know that i'm biased and and i know that this may not be true but i i swear there's a certain tone pitch timber I, I feel like if you gave me five different crowds reacting to goals, mm-hmm. I could recognize the the Wednesday goal. Just sure. the maybe it's the Yorkshire roar. Maybe I don't know it what is, it yeah. is, but it's uh, it it's uh, my my wife was uh, openly rolling her eyes and laughing at me as uh, the last say. What would they have? Ten minutes of added time yes, in the second half, and I was standing and pacing and muttering yeah. and barking out things she just kind of said what the fuck are you doing and i said this if we win this we're in first place there's goal difference and i don't know you know it just it was it was a lot of fun um it was a big game to win yeah. um it, it was great you know and and you know tough tough game for them their, their goalkeeper yeah. is fabulous cooper he's Probably a Premier League goaltender now, or at least certainly will be soon. To lose him is devastating. Mm-hmm. And then they lost, uh, who is their uh, center back? Uh, right, yeah. Scar, Dan Scar. They lost him. Um, you know, that that's probably takes a lot out of them. But, uh, you know, that was, that was a great game for us. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is the point you want to mention that uh, – it uh, should have been two nothing. I was gonna say it should have been one of uh, Mike's comfortable two nothing wins, but we do have to talk about the second goal, Justin. Like, look, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, all's well that ends well, but also, no, it's not all's well that ends well. <laughs> like, well, the officiating cannot, was trash. The officiating was terrible anyway, from pretty much start. Which to is finish. weird, but like, I guess that's a championship ref. They were saying. Because he normally does championship right, games, I mean, which maybe we've forgotten how bad the officiating is. <laughs> the that championship. But, I mean, yeah, it was bad officiating, but kind of within the realm of 
League One bad League officiating one, yeah. for most of the game. Like, you know, we've seen these situations where, like, you know, you, they just lean on Wednesdays forward and Wednesdays doesn't get the calls. And then, you know, a little ticky-tacky stuff goes the other way. That's part of the that's part sure. of the ebb and flow of any given game. You're not going to always get the the right side of the calls that you want. But then, <laughs> so a lovely little move to start up the second goal. Nice little run by Wills. Cuts it back. Great finish by Byers. Goal's given. Flag stays down. Byers go over to his little salute celebration. Uh, and then, it, it's unclear. I, mean, uh, I still actually, don't know what the call was. <laughs> I still so don't know what I the call was. I assume the call is Gregory offside for interfering with... Sure. Well, I assume it's the call. Here's here's the three things I'm going to say about that. <laughs> One, he's dead down the line. He can see where Gregory is. And that is not a... It is a is he onside or offside call to start. But interfering yes. with play is a judgment call. The ref didn't give it. The, line the linesman didn't, didn't give it. it. Yeah. The only thing that happened in the interim, and this wasn't one of those like the Forestieri goal against Brighton where the ref immediately went over to the linesman to confirm. Oh, God, I blacked that out, yeah. Jeff. Thanks for bringing that back. Because <laughs> that situation where I forget, I think that was the defender didn't actually touch the ball. So they wanted to confirm. Maybe the, he wanted to make sure the linesman knew the defender didn't touch the ball. No, but whatever. you're right. Right, right, away. right away. Yeah, and like, look, it took it took long, but again, this was a full goal celebration or anything else. And all we know is that the replay played in the stadium and several players are very insistent that that's why that the ref went over. Somebody got called over afterwards and then it got overturned. Obviously this is not a league with, with VAR and look, maybe, right. maybe VAR, maybe when you line up the lines, the other thing is from the angle given, I don't know how you can tell from a video board 90 feet away or what, a hundred feet away or whatever, that Gregory is clearly behind the trailing defender, the defender that was trailing Wilkes when Byers strikes the ball. Because it's an oblique angle. Right. It, 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 there's no way the replay of the goal... It, right. It it's not a... like you don't have the little VAR lines or whatever else line up. <laughs> that. Yes, because it doesn't exist in this fucking league. Right. Like Farmers League and all. Um, there was an angle from behind the goal. Somebody took with their phone, mm -hmm. obviously. So that's the other question. Is how close Gregory is Gregory is... to the ball? Not, not really. He, he was, yeah, much, again, it's a, he was further away than you think. Right, because the, the shot from the side is also going to compress how close he is to the keeper, just because of the focal distance covered. Right. But again, yep. if, if judgment. Look, if they'd flagged Gregory for, I, I when it happened Fine. live, I'm like, I ooh, it was I'm like, ooh, where's yeah. Gregory? That's. But once you don't yeah. give it, like, you don't give it. That's the them's the breaks in the farmers league, as you say. <laughs> Yeah, just because, I don't know, Morecambe or fucking Fleetwood doesn't have a big video board doesn't mean that that should be held against See, us, if we just had know? the old uh, digital light bright <laughs> sh to board, none of this would happen. It would have been 2 nothing. <laughs> That's right. Like you said, it, in the end, all well that ends well. This ended wonderfully. We're mm -hmm. sitting in first place, uh, six points into the automatics with a game in hand on second and third. Uh, we we played a tactically intelligent game. We That's the other thing too. You mentioned the ten minutes down. of added time. I think the buyer's goal was just allowed. Was like right around a little before the 80th or a little after the 80th. It's like I'm not there yet as a Wednesday fan because no, I've seen too much. I don't think we ever will be, Jeff. But also, like they be. never really, it never really felt like the equalizer was coming. No. No, they, they, they they really were shit. very tidy in terms of seeing that game out. It was that uh, Ryan Hardy had that the long range shot from yeah. outside of the box that uh, Dawson pushed over. Um, that was it. That was the only yeah. worry that I really felt like I had all game. You're right, the free kick in the first half, yeah. but even that, it was that was just such a such a demonstration of why we are right now currently mm -hmm. the best team in the league as uh an american football coach would say you are what your record says you are um 
I do want to throw just a little bit of shade on uh, their coach, uh, Schumacher. Sure. Just just because after the game, I was reading some of his comments. He, in his post-game analysis, threw in the fact that we were a very expensive team. Oh, Barry Bannon's on 30 that, million pounds a week or whatever it is uh, I, this month. At least month. 50 yeah. million pounds yeah. a week. <laughs> uh, he mentioned that we have a lot of players who shouldn't be in this division. And We're working my on favorite it. Thing, <laughs> my favorite thing was that he said, uh, we're doing things a little bit differently than they are. And I just thought, you're doing what? You're fucking getting a bunch of loans from young players. Yeah. like. You know, great. That's the way you're doing it. This is the way we're doing it. There's different ways to construct a football team. Yeah. And from what it appeared on the pitch on Saturday, we're doing it a little bit better than you. Uh, Sorry. Nothing better about the uh, performance on Tuesday, however, as we will briefly turn our attention to the FA Cup fourth round replay. Do we have to? Briefly. Uh, we didn't so- watch it. No, there wasn't. There, there was no video. Uh, I listened to it. I got briefly got the Fleetwood broadcast, and I briefly got the Radio Sheffield broadcast. And the I would Fleetwood have rather the Fleetwood and, broadcast than uh, old friend Alan Irvine. Jesus. But uh, uh, can we got he got a Premier League job after that with West Brom, which is still I, I, amazing uh, to me. But. Anyway, dude, do that's do like a look 400 word vocabulary, like get him off the, the Darren program. Moore said all the right things in the post game about not being satisfied with the performance, nor should he be really, uh, and especially the nature of the, the goal they gave up off of a fairly simple set piece, which they've been much better about this year. Do you think they actually cared that they lost this game? <laughs> So this is what's interesting. I don't. I took Darren Moore at face value. I don't think I th- he gave a shit about losing this game, but I think he was really pissed right. that he gave opportunities mm-hmm. to several people no, yeah. to show what they can do, and they didn't do a damn thing. Like you know, you we, look, like there was squ- there was squad rotation, but you know, this was as starting quality midfield. Like they rolled this out this league. midfield and front two on. <laughs> Saturday against Ipswich, like they they've had to at times with Byers and Bannon hurt, obviously too, and they put in better performances than this. So, no, I I think Moore was really, yeah. Re- and, and again, who knows what he's like behind closed doors? I'm sure he's incredibly supportive, but I, I'm pretty sure that he was honest with his team. Yeah. Which there are some guys, you know, I mentioned for I don't want to pick on him, but like Jalen Brown, who last week I yeah. admitted I had forgotten existed, but like. Moore gives him a chance to come in and do something, and and you do nothing. Yeah. I mean, this I feel like this was a point where Moore kind of felt like this is certainly not our last rotation of the year. The season's mm-hmm. too long, but this was really an opportunity for some people to show they belong in the squad down the stretch. Right, as we can try to pull wake away. Out, yeah. And there's a whole bunch of people who I think showed him not a lot, and I think it goes a long way that he. Talked up the two youngsters, right? Yep. Um, uh, I don't even know. Fusiri? How do you say it's his name? It's not actually pronounced like that, but it's... Uh... Yes, that, that oh. guy, yeah. <laughs> but it's not actually pronounced. It's, pronounced um, it's like a weird pronunciation, but yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not and then like uh, Alimi uh, Adetero, or yeah. a, however that is. Um, he, he was very high in his praise for them. Um, and, and I think, A... You're trying to pump up your young guys, you know. B, I mean, look, you it put, sounded like they had good performances. You put, but C, I think you're throwing some shade at your veterans. Yeah, you know, here's I mean, some kids who came in, who tried, who did what we asked them to do. Yeah, and I mean, some of that, like when he made the three substitutions at the half at zero zero, I'm like, you're kind of treating this like a preseason friendly to an extent. And yeah, and you'll leave Greg. Maybe just want to keep Gregory fit and. You know, just keep 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 Smith and Gregory. Just give them a little bit of match time before you. They have to go to Ipswich. Maybe they're going to be starting. Like, Fine, whatever. Uh, you know, changing two thirds of your back line is a little bit weird. But yeah, again, it was tough. To, it just sounded like a slog listening to it. So I haven't watched the highlights. I'm never going to watch the highlights. It's not a thing I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> but I will say honestly, I, yeah, go ahead. I do think to your point. Um, I'm just going to with you, Siri. I don't. I'll watch you have to look up what it is at some point because I'm sure when we talk about it more. Um, you know, they have 
you know, Shipston was in the squad, obviously. Um, you know, Katamateri has made the squad. You know, they've got a couple of bigger names from the under 23s and under 18s. Of well, we'll out. talk about the 18s, right? They made right, a little like, talent. You started a 17 year old at right wing back. Like that says something about the player, right? I mean, this it's kind of you know going to Fleetwood. It's not a it's a tight pitch, not an easy place to play. Playing out of position, he played right wing back last year, but he's a midfielder this year too. So that does, I think, put a lot of uh, a lot of trust on the player, right? Yeah, and again, opportunities. Like, hey, yeah. guys, show me what you can do. And mm-hmm. the fact that he singled out the two young guys as as being the ones who did what was asked. You know, some of it's psychology. You're just yeah, bumping absolutely. the young guys up. But I think he was also letting everybody else know this is not okay. Um, this is not – because, you know, honestly, like – we should probably be able to start our second 11 and beat Fleetwood. And it wasn't like, yeah, it was the second 11, but there were like, there were quality league one starters in this lineup. Right. It's like, yeah. And then like, whatever. Uh, Well, even uh, Dom Iorf has been playing really well. Yeah. um, Recently. It's good to see. Obviously it was good to see uh, Manuel back too. So that's not a serious injury. Yes. Um, and, and I think you're right. Like, I think he just wanted to give him 45. Yeah, he wanted to give Palmer a run out. Yeah. You know, you, you made the point of the switch. But, yeah, I, I, I don't enjoy, think he I don't thrilled. know if you heard it. There was a moment where uh, they're trying to figure out. <laughs> they could, didn't see anyone with the cap, like, captain's armband. Yes. And they thought <laughs> that, like, Bannon that. had it at home or something because he didn't travel. <laughs> I didn't understand And then that it turned out David Stockdale had it. And no one was looking at the goalkeeper. Right. <laughs> I, I was that's like I the was most exciting thing that happened on the game so yeah were. well again i blame alan Irvine for that mm. like come on, fair buddy. enough let us never speak about that <laughs> again hopefully or or fleetwood again hopefully hopefully dear god uh, these, this is the whole reason to get out of there's a lot of reasons to get out of this division but not talking you about say this fleetwood and we're absolutely one of them gonna end up with like fleetwood in the round three of the fa cup next year so. yeah you know what that's fine that's, that's fine cute. that's fine that's, that's cute, cute. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> four times in six weeks it, it, oh, yeah, Jesus. Is, yeah uh so one last question before we move on do we care that they're out of the fa cup obviously we'll be traveling to burnley um the end of the month uh Man, I'm so torn. I, I know that we shouldn't care. I just I like the FA Cup. This may I, be, yeah, like, I love the, I like FA, the FA, Cup. FA Cup. I think it I think it's I think it's a little bit I could be wrong, but I think it's a little bit of an American thing where it's so fucking cool and right, different yeah. from all of yes. the sports that we follow. Um and again, you know, I brought this up a billion times. Like as an amateur athlete myself who plays in organized sanctioned leagues at a very very low level you know the mere idea that yes you know success could bring the like i love i fucking love the fa cup and as we've discussed you know cup runs are good for morale and all that but i think we got a good enough cup run to get the morale out of it and it was it was the kind of Newcastle. loss that it, the loss is not going to linger. This is not the kind of loss. Well, we clearly didn't give a shit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we started a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, they, but it's yeah. There's like there's ways you could go out. It, obviously, this breaks the long unbeaten streak or whatever for as much as that matters. And like, look, I want to see them win every game. That's just my uh, my. No, our, la- our last two losses have been cup competitions. We haven't yep. lost since October. Yeah. Uh, we just avenged the team that we lost to in yep. October. Really hard to complain about anything in Wednesday World, right? And like, now. look, not having a little more crowded fixture schedule uh, down the line too might. might well, we have, yeah. yeah, we have a few. Uh, that Barnsley game got moved. That's mm-hmm. gonna jam things up a little bit. We, we do have to play. Pitch, yeah. We do have to play three uh, of the top current top six going forward. So. You know, the less that we have to worry about that, I, I think the better. So I I am okay with going out of the FA Cup. It's a little annoying that it was to Fleetwood, but yeah. Aside from that, we I do we love put our the, we put our stamp down. Everyone's just like and sort of the commentary and how's it Wednesday have never lost to Fleetwood. They've only played them the last two years. Like this is not it's not like a thirty match unbeaten streak against it. They right. did not play them before, like, 
my child was born. <laughs> like, let's not. Uh... Yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, my kid can no longer live in a world where Sheffield Wednesday have never lost to Fleetwood Town. But we mourn that and move on, I suppose. May- maybe your child will live in a world where Sheffield Wednesday never has to play Fleetwood Town. That's it's and what a world it will be. But for now, uh, we'll take a break, dream on that, come back, cover the Wednesday news, and preview the upcoming fixtures. Now it's time for some Wednesday news and more FA Cup disappointment as the Wednesday under-18s went out at Cambridge. Uh, A late winner for, what is it, the U, as I recall correctly? The The U. A late winner for the the Little U's. The the Little U's. uh, For a 2-1 win at Cambridge. Uh, Apparently they're kind of stacked. Uh, They knocked out Chelsea and... Mm. uh, Joe Cran was talking them up big time. He said they they looked fabulous. They had a mm. lot of talent on the pitch. So that uh, that denies them a date with Arsenal in the next round, as I recall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, nice little cup run. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Exactly. They beat they had the big exactly. win against come against Leicester under the lights. You know, nice uh, nice moments in there. Well, I mean, Jesus, we're like three years ago. Where yeah. where was this club and where was even more than where was this club? Where was this academy? Mm-hmm. There's nothing. And, and now we're starting to see the first wave of 17, 18, 19 year olds who are capable of playing first team football. We had the you know random Liam Shaw appearance and uh, or Aguidi appearance. Mm-hmm. And those really came out of nowhere. And aside from that. We've had nothing for years. And Urgehide uh, was a Wimbledon player, as I recall, that they got from the. Yeah, we signed we signed him younger though. Uh, yeah, no, he was signed out of the, but he like he had aged out of the. I think at the Wimbledon under 18s or something. If yeah, I recall correctly. So, this this is really the first wave of homegrown mm-hmm. players we're seeing. So, for them to make a little bit of noise and, uh, you know, go on a run, it's it's it can only bode well for the future. The usual award nonsense. Uh, Callum Patterson in Team of the Week is it's right wing back, which I, which I appreciated. Uh, fair dues. He had a he had a great game. Um, I haven't heard anything about what looked like a pretty bad hamstring injury when he got uh, pulled off. So we'll see. Yeah, right, that's I don't know when you just watch like oh that's like the season because that's two months when you come up like yeah. that which is yeah, little, I'm, I'm uh, curious I'm curious to see he, did, he didn't look uh did not look good look no, like it's one of those ones I, where I was surprised he walked off yeah maybe it'll be a month or something like that or a little bit shorter you never know um the nature of you know trying to get information about soccer injuries is harder than getting information on hockey injuries lower body it'll just be uh, Patterson's out with a lower body yeah that that would be the hockey terminology mm-hmm. um although yeah, no. You, you never want to let your opponent know exactly which part of your body to target. Yes. Is, uh, <laughs> is and you know what? Uh, Callum Patterson probably draws a lot of uh, ire attention. Yeah. Opponents, so maybe maybe for the best. Um, I did look. I, I'm pretty sure the team of the week had like, I think five der- derby players. Yes, there was a lot of derby players. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I mean, they and haven't they won, lost they in months. So. Even... They won yeah, like five but, nothing. Right. They beat, uh, I don't know who it was. It might have been Cambridge, actually. They beat somebody or Oxford, yes. one of them. Yeah, I think it was Cambridge, but even so, I was like, all right. Well, 5-0, fair enough. Put them all in. Oh, yeah. uh, also picking up some hardware, uh, Josh Windass was voted Player of the Month, as we talked about last week. Yeah, I mean, hat trick in there, sure. two big goals against Newcastle. Fair enough. Sure. And has been nominated for the PFA uh, Fans Award for Player of the Month Sweet. as well. A bit of late-breaking transfer news, I guess because he's the youth player. It doesn't have to be in the window. Uh, Amangtahama has moved to Boreham Wood on a permanent transfer. This one's a little weird to me. Like, I've liked him when he's played in the first-team squad, which he has on some occasions. You know, not even just the Pizza Cup. I think the League Cup as well. He's gotten a run out there. He looked like an interesting center-back prospect. I mean, you never know what's uh you know what the contract situation is or what's going on behind i mean behind closed doors but it's not like i watch the under 23 so i don't know how uh how he's looked there it just you know struck me as a little odd but you know best wishes you know 
Well, you've been, uh, I feel like you've been kind of high man on him. Uh, Maybe. Not that that anybody's been down on him. Just you've you've liked what you've seen from him early. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing I think is weird is it's maybe a level lower than you would think that he would be able to go to. But, um, hey, he's not getting time. So let's get into some first-team football. uh, Yeah, you got to make these decisions for a young player too, right? Yeah. I, do want to ma- I didn't put this in the agenda. I do want to mention this because it came up this week, uh, which is just uh, amusing to me. So obviously, there's been a bit of a... Uh, well, uh, so Leeds fired Jesse Marsh this week, which always is going to create a bit of a... A bit of a, like, you know, the the merry-go-round is in motion, right? So they Leeds has to go and find a manager. They're trying to... I believe they did. No. To stay it. Have they already signed someone on a on a permanent? Yeah, um, I'm I'm forgetting who it is. Also, fuck leads, but sure, I don't actually care. Um, well, the rumor was. No. So the rumor was that they were going to sign. So they still have a caretaker, according to Wikipedia. The rumor is they're going to sign Carl. Uh, they're going to hire Carlos Corberon from West Brom. Yes. Which would create an opening at West Brom, which I guess led some people to think that. Uh, Darren Moore might make it might make a stunning return to West Brom. <laughs> so, Why the fuck would he do that? <laughs> it's so it's, it, and again. <laughs> All right. So there was a. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it because I just want to point something out that I found personally amusing. There was a Daily Mail <laughs> article, so we're already off to a bad start. But there was a Daily More Daily Mail article the mail online sport or whatever. The headline, Sheffield Wednesday boss Darren Moore could be set for a surprise West Brom return if Carlos Corberon, this is already too long a headline, leaves for Leeds United following sacking of Jesse Marsh. So I just want to point out, this is the actual line in this about... uh, About Darren Moore, theoretically going to West Brom if all of these dominoes fall as they do. Uh, they do mention that, like, oh, Darren Moore is having a very good season as manager of Sheffield Wednesday, which he is. He is. With that in mind, they will naturally assess potential options, and Moore, who also made over 100 appearances for Albion as a player, will be one of the names at the forefront of their thinking. I'm sure he is. I'm sure, yeah, fair enough. He did. He's. And, like, look, it's. It's unusual uh, as a Wednesday fan, I think, for their manager to be considered for a job a league up. It doesn't, you know, it happened with uh, Carvial, obviously, and Swansea, although that uh, was heading towards a mutual party in the ways regardless, I think, at that point. Uh, it happened fairly famously with Steve Bruce, uh, <laughs> as I'm sure. sure we all recall. Uh, so maybe it has happened more recently than it happened with Alan Irvine, like five years after the fact. And we were talking about Alan Irvine again. I said we were going to talk about Alan Irvine again. Yeah, there you go. said we were done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> also with West Brom, oddly enough. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's a testament to what Darren Moore has done with the club over the last two plus years at this point. And like, look, Championship teams probably should be interested, right? Like that's not a that's that's the nature of the of the game when you're a when you're a League One team. And you know, Wednesday got him from Doncaster when they were in the championship. So I suppose you can't uh, complain about it at the other end of it. But yeah, no, I but I that's don't, uh, I don't you, see you this, just is not, this is not happening. This is not happening. It's clickbait. It's clickbait. It's it the absolute like. I mean, D- Darren Moore played one less game for Torquay United than he did for uh, West Brom. Like, I, I'm not hearing the... Uh, and you're right, by the way, Leeds has not uh, appointed a manager. Uh, he's still the caretaker in their 2-2 uh, draw with uh, Man U today. I have no um, idea where I thought I thought they'd hired somebody. Uh, I assume um, if they're after on that West Brom's doing. So West Brom is currently I, sixth. I think they're in a West playoff Brom spot. And... just locked up Corberon. I, I believe yeah. he just signed an extension based on the rumors yeah, uh, flying enough. around. I, I think that was part of, like you said, the dominoes falling. 
Um, no, man, I, I think Darren Moore is, is all in. Uh, we had a guy like Darren Moore who, you know, drops down a level to come here. A guy like Michael mm-hmm. Smith dropped down a level to come here. Yeah, as we know, uh, we pay, yeah, we pay, we pay so much here. money that we can just... Uh... Billions of pounds a week. Yeah, yeah for um, Darren Moore and Barry Bannon and whoever else. And that does it for the Wednesday news. I think Pat, so. Patty has asked me to talk about national meetup stuff because Patty still won't come on the podcast. So I'll talk about national meetup stuff because he gave me a specific list of things to cover. So I'm, I'm capable of doing that. <laughs> uh, if you are on the Owls America's mailing list, you got uh, your, I guess, your official invitation with the agenda for the national. Yeah, meetup check Charleston. your emails. People. Check your emails. Check your emails. Has the agenda for, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I did like the point that there's uh, I'm gonna say it outright too. There's two Madra Ruas, right? There's two bars with that name. I assume it's one of the same people as I recall correctly. There's one in some neighborhood that we're there. so. The the key is to go to the right bar and not to the wrong bar. And I watched some of you roll into Football Factory on Saturday morning. <laughs> so just put it in your GPS the night before, or even like Friday afternoon. Just make sure That's you have the right bar. Yeah, yeah in the gps so you don't end up at the wrong bar on saturday morning that's gonna be my suggestion to you um you can also order your t-shirt there's two designs there's a there's what a tree and a moon they're both very nice well that's so the the, there's the tree moon one that's sort of the south carolina one Mm -hmm. and then there's an owl there's an owl moon one yes um I'm, i'm just gonna be all american and from the northeast and you know no offense tommy you know some of that South Carolina bullshit, but uh, that owl one is sweet. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. You um, the owl and I got to say, the, the t-shirts last year were outstanding. Yep. Um, I wear mine near weekly, I, I would bet. Um, it's excellent. The quality no, is yeah, good. Pa- yeah, um, Paul Owen does all well, Paul Owen. He also came up with the intro to this week's show, if you were wondering. So, three more yeah, of that Paul to come. Owen, who also does not come on the podcast no also does not um, come on the podcast but i did not uh, the first year i did not um get a shirt or i did get a shirt and i gave it to a fellow owl's uh, son who was attending the new orleans meetup but did not have a shirt uh because i was quite drunk and feeling <laughs> generous and already wearing a sheffield wednesday shirt i'm so. sure patty can let you order if you want the new orleans shirt i'm sure you can I, you, have the, you can know. order another shirt if you want i'm sure i could but i'm very excited to get uh to get one of the new ones so mm-hmm. yeah guys check your emails check your emails rsvp sign up for just let us know uh it does matter you know for planning purposes how many people are coming and buy these shirts they're their quality and they're they're pretty sweet looking. Um, you don't have to wear them as much as I do, but uh, it's a nice way to to keep it real. Uh, hey, I'm sure we'll ship overseas, or mm-hmm. uh, we'll send uh, Patty, James, and and anybody else uh, next Christmas when they go with a giant box of shirts to distribute. James, who also never comes on the podcast anymore, is off at oh. overseas. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will head overseas now to Ipswich Town. Take it away, Justin. Yeah, so uh, second back-to-back of a, a big yeah. game. Ipswich is currently in third. They're uh, they're on 55 points uh, with a plus 25 goal difference. We're on 61 points with a plus 30 goal difference. I so, looked at this recently. Uh, Their recent form has not been great. Yeah, so they are 13th in the form table. In fact... Uh, the second team that we're not really going to talk about, Markham, is seventh in the form table. Uh, Ipswich has just been drawing a lot. They've drawn yeah. four of their last six, um, despite having what most prognosticators had as the most talented team in the division. Sorry, Schumacher, it's actually <laughs> Ipswich, not us. Um, they really just don't seem to put it together on the pitch. Uh Nobody's quite sure why. Now, they do lead the division in goals. They have a, a frightful offense, but they just seem to fold uh, at certain points. Uh, we played them in September. It's been quite some time. 
we were down two nothing on a uh, early goal, and then if you recall, a horrific uh, Iorfa own goal, which I believe yeah. was back to back games. He had own goals, uh, but Byers. This is like the a, point in the uh, season where they conceded six goals. And he was responsible for four of them or something. Yeah, yeah, just just brutal. Which is it's been so nice to see yeah. him back in form. Um, but Byers had a 75th minute goal, which is one of those far post slamming into the top <laughs> shelf. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Smith had a uh, 89th minute uh, goal, which I'm sure if anybody wants to remember, we do. It's when Michael Smith picked up the ball boy and threw him around like a raggedy and doll. Yes. Uh, also, as so I recall, was... Michael Smith barely got a touch on that ball. <laughs> it was going in yes, anyway. A true poacher's goal. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, exactly. Uh Anyway, Ipswich, uh, just because this is a club much like Derby, I like to uh, give a hard time to because they have one period of success in their club's history, really. Uh, Technically two with Ipswich, which is better than Derby. Uh, They are the Tractor Boys. They Mm -hmm. play in the old Farm Derby, the best name of any uh, Derby in England. because I like that you specified England there Norwich. because it's it's yes. uh, a close second to El Trafico for me. So. Uh, El Trafico <laughs> is amazing. El Trafico is amazing. That's a great call. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's an old club, man. 1878, uh, although they've only been pro- professional since 1935 in the football league since 38. Um, Alf Ramsey was their manager when they first made it up to the first tier and immediately won a title. Played in the European Cup. Uh, Alf Ramsey left, and they fell apart. Bobby Robson came in in the late 70s. They won an FA Cup uh, and won a UEFA Cup, which, you know, I shat all over them, but it's tough to take it away. Flags fly forever. Mm-hmm. Um, since the 80s, though, they've mostly been a second-division club, and obviously they are in the third-division club. And were I an Ipswich fan, I would... Uh, talk up the fact that most of the uh, extras in the movie Escape to Glory were active Ipswich players. So I feel like you've done this one like the championship reviews. For yes, we did. Some we point. did, sadly. As I you started to say that, I'm like, he's going to mention Escape movie. to Glory. Yeah. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, so if you re- recall, uh, Kieran McKenna is their manager. Um, he was uh, He's a young, up-and-coming whippersnapper bright new modern manager was an academy coach and man you uh came up under Mourinho with the first team uh coached with uh ole big fan of the possession-based game uses a 3-4-3 with 110 and two forwards and he's uh well known again for just being a student of uh the game watched a lot of film comes up with good game plans day to day um got a lot of talent again 54 goals is uh no joke they have freddie latipo up front he's one of their forwards so we remember him from rothrum uh marcus harness has been around this league a little bit where we probably saw him in the championship uh he's got some goals uh kid named connor chaplin is uh their other attacking midfielder with 12 goals uh, the way they like to work things is uh, they tend to get the ball into their central midfielders, which is uh, Sam Morsey and Lee Evans, who then distribute it out wide to their wingbacks, uh, who then like to get it quickly up to the front where they have an interchange between those front three players. And uh, again, there's a lot of goals there. There's a lot of uh, talent on this team. Um it, it should be a pretty should be a pretty challenging game. I will say they are. Uh, we mentioned their form wasn't great. They're, they're only fifth in the home table. Maybe that doesn't sound terrible. It's actually very good. But you know, th- this is not you know Fortress Portman Road here. This is uh, they've only lost once at home. But you know, they're not. Uh, what, what's the great? British line uh, tearing up trees mm. uh, as it were uh, two random names to mention that we probably won't see uh, Tyrese John Jules is there mm. and uh, will probably not play is still coming back from an injury and I was uh, very surprised to see that 
young George Hurst is actually at Ipswich right now. I did right know now. that, I think. I heard you mentioned yeah, that. he only has four appearances in one start, and he hasn't done shit in any of them. But, uh, you know, we're, we're this, uh, the olden days of nine months ago, we would fret about the inevitable mm. George Hurst game winner. Um, I just, I, I think we're going to have a great game. I, I mentioned this last week about being stunned that I trust the uh, people running Sheffield Wednesday club. And I, I really am at the point where uh, I've shat on them for a couple of years, but I, I kind of trust Darren Moore and Jamie Smith to come up with a game plan to handle this Ipswich team. So it's funny because uh, I was, I was patiently waiting for you to finish your preview. Great work as always. Cause I had one question and that was, would you sign up for a draw right now? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I would. After all that, yeah, yeah, we thought it. Yeah, yeah I would. This, this is a quality team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, probably, what do you think, like five teams in this league, six teams in this league yeah. that are pretty good? I mean, the only the, the only teams they've lost the to are, are Argyle, which, again, they, they played them tough away until the substitutions kind of didn't work. Barnsley, where they just got, I mean, Barnsley just oh, so played them off the pitch. The yeah. Office. yeah. And, Peterborough, where they had the Reese James red card early on, that kind of changed sure. the game. So, yeah, I mean they don't they don't lose. Weird, weird to say it. Just a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I I, I take a draw. I mean, yeah. I, I think you look at these games. You're like, if we get four points, great, right? That's the that's the idea yep. when you looked into the plan. And the thing and, is, too, if Ipswich has to win because think, think yeah, of the difference they between. Got, you know, yeah, their pressure's six, on them. Six points back with if we're six points up with a game in hand mm-hmm. after this game, I think Ipswich is and again it's a long way to They've go. They've got Darby uh, all that, nipping but, at their heels now too. So Yeah, I, I think Ipswich is focused on trying to catch Plymouth or you're you're right, Jeff. That's probably a better point, maybe yeah. even holding off Darby. Um whereas if they win, it's three points, even yeah. though we've got a game in hand. But if we win it's nine points yeah. for the game in hand. They are done. So this is, I don't know. It's, it's another, it's another fascinating game. I, yeah. I am very excited to watch some high quality, uh, league one football. It's two teams that are bigger than league one. That's for sure. A team that is not bigger than league one. Oh, thank week. you. I put the ball on the tee, baby. <laughs> it's time uh, to see the shrimps once again. Yeah, is is uh, are are they not your uh, stereotypical League One? This I've used a few, but I think Morecambe well, is the uh, is the one I probably use the most. Official pod. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just yes. has it just sounds like a small town in England. I think more than really anyone else. I mean, Akron well, Stanley they, is they there too, Jeff. I guess. But who, who are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they are, Jeff. They've only been in the football league for 16 years. They sure. are, in fact, the only club to never be relegated. Yep. Um, however, unfortunately for them, they are in the relegation spot. They're in 21st, uh, but they're only one back of safety and, in fact, only two back of 17th. Um, they are not great. They're not <laughs> great on the road, but they're in decent form. Mm-hmm. Um, they've won four of their last six. Um, we played them earlier this year. Uh, they held us through 70 minutes. Tight little game. Windass, Byers, and Smith all uh, finished them off over the course of 13 minutes. Um, and that was fair. Um, their manager is Derek Adams, um, who has had four promotions over his career. I don't think he's getting one this year, but he certainly knows his way around the football league. Um, I believe he's a prickly Scott. You have a lot of them at this uh, this level of things. He he plays a four two three one, but it's pretty defensive. And this year he's really switched to three at the back. They've recently been playing a three five two. They'll also play a three four three. And they are League One. They sit back. They counter with long balls. Yeah, I, I watched the first you game. Know. I remember. <laughs> yeah, we we know, but again, it, there's a reason you've chosen them as your yeah. uh, and look. This you know, is stereotypical this is, League One squad. This is that Hillsborough. You just gotta you know, be oh, a, a slightly game. more comfortable three 0 maybe. But yeah, 
yeah, I mean, whatever. I'll take a comfortable 2-0, uh-huh. as Mike would say. I mean, listen, their highest-rated player on who scored is their goalkeeper. Like, he played you know, very well in teams. the first game, as I recall correctly. Uh, well, I'm sure we put it to him. Uh, the, the one other name I actually really liked who I hadn't known until I saw last game. We played them a kid named Jensen Weir is mm-hmm. a central midfielder for them. It's only 20. He's pretty good. Um, but uh, their other central midfielder who has really had a good season for them. Their second best rated player is uh, Liam Shaw. So I'm yeah. glad that Liam is finding some success. He's they tend to use him as the six slash eight. He's usually the furthest back uh, midfielder um, up front. They have Kieran Phillips has seven goals and Cole Stockton, who's bounced around the EFL for a little bit, uh, only has two goals. But I've always thought that he's got a he's got a chance in him. So. Um, but yeah, no, you're right, Jeff. This is we're we're at Hillsborough. This is a team in the relegation. We will be coming off of a game against Ipswich where either we are feeling a bit ornery because we didn't get what we needed, or we're flying high. And either way, we need to smash this team back. Yeah, and this is opening, you know, after the... whatever Hamlet they exist in. <laughs> After the Ipswich, yeah, after the Ipswich game too, it's this schedule opens up a little bit with Barnsley getting moved back too. So it's time to start uh, picking up some points. Picking up some points. Maybe ball uh, uh, goes well. They can see themselves out of this league in Charleston in two months. Not super likely, but not impossible. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm not even going to mention that for fear of jinxing it. Mm. That would be uh, that would be something. I don't think anybody will find their hotels on Saturday night, let alone the bar Saturday morning. <laughs> Do we have any other business? Um, I mean, unfortunately, I do want to uh, just give a, a quick mention of a. a passing of a Wednesday fan, uh, Sergei, uh, I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name. I apologize. A Swedish Wednesday fan who, uh, several people who, you know, I've been in touch with and know through social media, uh, knew personally. Um, and those of us that didn't know Sergei personally, uh, knew him online and, you know, there was a bit of a, I mentioned it a couple of years ago, you know, coming on this pod, I, I had a sort of lovely tradition Saturday morning of seeing, you know, Andy Fox and Tina and Sergey always start a little group thread of the most like embarrassingly positive and enthusiastic and, um, you know, just delightful, uh, threads to to start the game um and and you know i i didn't know sergey um personally and there's a lot of people who did i i loved him and peter loman going back and forth on their nordic uh, scandinavian debates on the swedes versus the danes and and sergey's endless optimism and enthusiasm um for sheffield wednesday and through it you could see his enthusiasm for for life. Um, it was a difficult thing to, to hear and see, uh, happen that news sort of broke during the game, um, or a little before the game, uh, on Tuesday. And, you know, it's just a, it's a tough thing to, to see and, and to think about. And as I sort of said on mine, you know, my condolences to everybody who knew him better than I, but, you know, he's somebody that I will, I will miss interacting with. And, and if we are fortunate enough to, to go up this year, he's somebody I'll be, I'll be thinking of. I just want to, uh, I just want to cite his last tweet. Bastard. Ruff, oh, it's amazing. Cheating Plymouth players, <laughs> bad tactics from more, but we won safe travel search. This has been episode 204 of the Owls Americast. Find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. You might be able to, I don't know if you can find us on Twitter tomorrow. It's been broken all day. So we'll see if we're still there. 
our podcast Christ. intro and bumpers are by fellow Wednesdays, Reverend of the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show, just do what feels right. And wherever you choose to consume the Owls of Miracast, we ask that you rate and review the show that helps more Wednesdayites find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter for now, at New England Owls. Justin, if Sheffield Wednesday clinch promotion at Madrarua in Charleston, uh, what will your next act of business be? I mean, I'm pretty sure I will not be wearing a shirt. Will you remember is, what you do a, next? I guess is the real question. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I think sure. So, but uh, you're a hardy lad. I've seen you. Uh, I've seen you put it I can, away. I could last late, late till the evening. I'm, mm. I'm, I may. Uh, I avoided the uh, impulsive tattoo in New Orleans. I may not be able to. In uh, just, I can just imagine South you Carolina uh, if that uh, goes down. Getting just a tattoo of the box score of the game, and it's just a, uh, <laughs> with a, it's just like a one nil win where the goal scorer is, I don't even know, who's the, who the funniest. I, I tell, you, I tell you what would make a great, I tell yeah. you what would make a great tattoo though is mm. the, uh, you've seen the posters where they have sort of the like, uh, the play where it's the pass, so it's like the X and the dotted oh, line, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, other yeah. X, and then the shot. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see myself getting somehow a. Callum Patterson scuffed uh, <laughs> Shinner into the corner, diagrammed on my uh, chest. As I recall, we'll didn't see. Rotherham like <laughs> do like an eighteen by twenty four print of that when they had the uh, goal off the off the corner kick or whatever to the camera? Uh, dude, mid, mini pigs just want their own honors for it. That's all there is. <sighs> I'm on Twitter for now at Jack Paternostro, and we'll be back here next week. <laughs>